Welcome, everybody. I was going to play Cody's next, but I can't fucking find it. Uh, <laughs> I am... Yeah, welcome to the unscripted... Welcome, huh? I said we'll play that at the end. Yeah, we'll play it at the end. We'll find it. Uh, I'm your host, Dan Hummer. Welcome to the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast, the hottest wrestling podcast in the world. I'm wearing a robe. And next up, a guy that would not poop it on your head during a threesome, Doug. Yo. He wouldn't. Well, I, I don't, don't think he would. would. Uh, I'm not Vince McMahon. Uh, next up, we have the sheriff of Nastyville, Eric. Welcome, What's Eric. up? He likes to get nasty. Welcome. They don't call me nasty for no reason. Uh but he's not nasty enough to poop on anybody's head. No, he wouldn't poop on anybody's head. Uh, our top ten no. favorite Royal Rumble matches of all time. It's Royal Rumble season, boys. Who's going to win it? Is it going to be Cody? Is it going to be Punk? Is The Rock going to poop on everybody's head <laughs> and, and go against Roman? What's going to happen at the Royal Rumble? Is Roman going to lose it in the Fatal 4-Way? Nobody knows. Uh, it's top intrigue. Uh, so it's a hot time in the business right now. And you know we got to talk Rumble on the show, so we're doing our top ten favorite yeah. Rumble matches. Yeah, I mean it's been it's was a really good week for the company. Uh, Goldman's McButt plug had to fuck it up like he usually does. Uh, but you know we don't really have to talk about that. Just for anybody that's ever thought, you know, over the years that he is absolute scum, you were proven right yesterday. Uh, uh, I mean, you don't know if anything's real, but yes, the allegations and the he's being sued, and uh, the young lady that that's suing him has not had the best things to say about him. We we make our little jokes because this is more of a just wrestling and somewhat comedy. We think we're funny; no one else does. <laughs> but uh, somewhat comedy wrestling podcast, so we're not really equipped to talk about. I don't like talking about shit like this, uh, but he. This man we have known is insane for a long time. Uh, hopefully, this, this stuff isn't true because, you know, we grew up on the McMahon creation. You know, yeah. it's kind of hard because he's like, and, and it sucks. Like, like, and I know you've talked so much shit about over the years, but like he built this thing that you love. Yeah. Especially the 80s. You're a Territories guy, but you're a Golden Age guy. Too. Yeah. And fucking Gomez, <laughs> he built that. Yeah. So uh, it, it doesn't matter what we think and our opinions on it anyway, but he definitely got, uh, he's getting sued for some crazy stuff and, uh, that's just what's going on. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is that like, you know, everybody's saying, all right, well, Anthem or not Anthem Endeavor and, uh, you know, TKO just cut ties with them. And that's easier said than done because if, they do tell him, hey, you're out. He's not one to go quietly. If he would have, he would have stayed retired. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to end up trying to throw other people under the bus. Yeah. Because he's already done that. Like, Brock Lesnar, more than likely, next time Brock Lesnar lays eyes on him, Vince is probably going to be ripped in half. Oh, yeah. Vince is beating his ass. Because Brock's going to beat Vince's ass. Oh, yeah. Because, you know. Yeah, because he's in this because one of the things was that uh, he had her do some stuff on her phone and send it to Brock. But yeah. he's like, Brock's happily married to Sable for how long now? Who knows? Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. 
and uh, we'll see what the legal system has to do with it, but uh, and how it figures it out. But th- there's definitely some crazy current stuff going on right now. Yeah, I mean, and you got to think because Slim Jim pulled out of the sponsorship for uh, tomorrow night's Royal Rumble. Slim Jim pulled out. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Uh, and so now you got to say, you know, everybody's just like, oh, you know, I wonder what Netflix is going to do. Well, Netflix doesn't start till 20, till 2025. So till next year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't know how much of this is going to be cleared up by then. I mean, more than likely Vince will be gone. Yeah. Like Ari Emanuel, like they already took away his career. His creative power anyway. And, like, so, they just need to quietly just tell him, it's like, you've done enough. Yeah, I mean, The Rock's on board now. The Rock's in TKO. He's on the board of directors. You got a whole committee together. Get the old fuck out of there and uh, keep it trucking. That's all the company needs to do. And he's got to just keep dealing with... With with this stuff on his own and uh, yeah and and I think at the end of the day, uh, they know that and, and Triple H is the successor and Triple H is good at this yeah. and Triple H has been well, fine and even Ari Emanuel uh, Ari Emanuel has basically said in the past the reason why WWE was struggling is because Vince won't go away yeah and he went he took Vince's creative power away, even though he said he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. But, you know, for the first time ever, Vince McMahon finally got fucked over, and he's been fucking everybody else over for 40 years. So it finally gets done to him, so it's kind of hard to feel bad for him. But with Ari Emanuel, all Ari Emanuel's got to say, because if Vince says... Oh, you know, you promised me, goddammit, that I have still have control within the company. You've already lied to me. Now you're telling me to leave. It's like, and Arya Mango needs to look Vince in the eyes and said, "You shit on a woman's head. Fuck off. You're done. <laughs> you're done. All right. Like that's all that basically needs to be said is you poop on a woman's head. Like it should. Uh like there should be no negotiation. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see what happens. I I do think by this time next, I do think by the time the Netflix deal starts, he will be out. Uh, Even, even if he tries to go, even if he does not go quietly, which the odds of that are pretty good. Uh He's still going to go because everybody, first of all, they didn't want him back in the first place. His daughter exactly. he said he was coming back. Yeah, he was supposed to be done. Uh, it's it, not even creative or anything. I think it's just he. Also, he's getting old, man. He's like what seventy five? Yeah. Well, no, he's seventy eight. He doesn't have any creativity left. So he's almost eighty. It's not even about like creativity anymore. It, it's time. Yeah, go retire and chill on the beach. Yeah, go chill on the beach. Uh, Hang out but, with Linda. Oh no, Linda left him. Oh wow, I forgot that. Yeah, you know they're like legal. They're like legally. Uh, 
I think they're legally separated because she actually she left him. I think right before, uh, right before uh, all that stuff, all the stuff started with the investigation into the original hush money. Into the hush? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I didn't know they. Se- I forgot they separated when that happened. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, yeah, I feel bad to see such a titan, such a legend. It sucks, but it's like if all this shit's true, then you know, fuck them. Fuck them. It's time to go. But uh, you know, Vince Vince killed it for a very long time. Yeah. And uh, and WWE is going to continue to be all right, I think, in the end of the day. Yes. I mean, yes, as long as they do, and I do think they're going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think he's going to go quietly. I do think he's going to try to implicate as many people as possible. He's already done it to Brock. He's already, you know, well, Johnny Ace was already implicated anyway. I think, you know, from what I heard, he tried to implicate Bruce. Or Bruce Bruce was already implicated. Bruce? Yeah, him. Uh, so... You don't know how many people he's going to try to take down with him because... Richard's still with the company, though, right? Yeah. Because, again, he he won't go quietly. He's got no honor left. I know. He had a run, though. He he had a really good run. The problem is, is that, like... You can't break the law. You can't do crazy shit. You can't, you can't break the law. You can't do crazy shit. And, and I guess... In a lot of businesses, especially when you have money, when you hit 65, just go. Because he stopped being good after 65 anyway. Because, I mean, I'll What year was he 65? 2010. Yeah. That kind of lines up. So, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, we like Triple H. Oh, definitely like Triple H. Big Triple H fan. Yep. Hopefully, nothing ever happens to him. I hope his role stays for a while. I I, th- I think Me he too. is going to stay for a little bit. I mean, I still he's I'm, the right choice. I still am am of the belief that Vince purposely gave him the heart attack. Yeah. Uh. Mainly because of everything Vince did to fuck up NXT, like right after he left, that stupid tie dye bullshit. We didn't love it. But that. he no. rebuilt that NXT brand with Shawn Michaels, so yeah, when Shawn Michaels died. All right, boys. I, I, the Rock's in. Do we have big thoughts about that? Rock's a board of director for TKO. That means for the UFC and WWE. Uh, the Rock is killing it. <laughs> he's killing it. I just, I still among the belief that he should not have power. I mean, I know all he really has is a vote and like he can make suggestions. I just hope that the other members of TKO, the other members of that board, know when he's full of shit. They're like, no, Rock. We're not doing that. Yeah. That's when they're just like, that's stupid. We're not doing you and Roman. 
Hopefully that's what's going on. Well, nice now, nice hope not. Rumor is, all right, so for anybody that doesn't know, and we'll get to the, obviously we'll get to our top ten in a, in a bit. 100%. A report came out from Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, who reports on everything, uh, who reports on everything wrestling, that Rock and Roman are, uh, or not Rock and Roman, but that the plans have changed. Triple H has went around and told people Cody Rhodes will not be finishing his story at WrestleMania. And that Gunther is going to be the one to win the Royal Rumble tomorrow night. Now, what happened there was then other people within the company that he did not talk to called him and said, why are you reporting this? Well, because this is what I got from my sources. Well, your sources suck. Like, that is not the plan, and you should not be telling people like you are a sports website. You're not a you're not a spoiler page. Yeah. So then the people that he got the information from called him back and said, "Hey, we're fucking with you." Like <laughs> that's funny. Nothing had been said. Like they were basically because he was asking for spoilers, they decided to fuck with him. That's hilarious. Yeah. So then he so then when he posted his retraction, he said, the plan is for Cody Rhodes to finish his story. He goes, but that's not a spoiler. Well, that's the event hasn't happened yet. If you're saying what's going to happen at the event and this is actually what's going to happen, that is called a spoiler. And how does Cody... And they keep talking about the story, right? And I love this. There's a lot of narratives going into Royal Rumble. Him finishing his story is one of those narratives. And for the American Nightmare, for the Dusty Sun, for everything he's been through and leaving AEW, him facing his brother at Double or Nothing to today right now, the torn pack, every, all the deal. It is time for that man to become the world champion. And it's not time for him to get the secondary Raw belt. Right. It's time for him to go to SmackDown, win the Rumble, challenge Roman, and win this time. That is the story. But we have... One of the hottest on the microphone of all time. One of the best talkers. One of the most over guys in this new millennium where nobody can draw and wrestling's kind of like fall off a little bit. For this new era, probably the biggest draw in wrestling. Would we disagree? Probably one of the biggest draws. People love him. Dedicated fan base. People fucking love him. Yeah. There's a few people, like, and I've talked shit about him on this podcast, but he draws attention. Do you go with him, or do you finish the story? Do you give Punk his WrestleMania main event finally, because that's what he's always wanted? Or do you do the Tribal Chief versus The Rock, and and who's going to win the Tribal Chief shit? Like, what do you do? Well, and here's a lot. Here's another layer to the story. Yeah. Rock then had kind of said, because apparently there was a big conversation between Rock and Cody before Rock came out and cut the promo. And then 
Rock went out and he told Cody, he said, I appreciate you're going to finish your story and all that. Can't wait to see the WrestleMania. Then Rock comes out and says, I want to be the head of the table. All right. He, <laughs> now, that's Rock stirring up shit. Yeah. Uh, just ask Henry Cavill how good he is at that. Uh, <laughs> bringing that up. But I think with the WWE and Netflix deal happening, I think Rock might actually try to wait until uh, Who wants to win it on Netflix? Yeah, because that's going to be like a broader audience because that's, you know... I wonder how that's going to go, man. Yeah. That's crazy. WWE moves to Netflix. So they might wait and and do this and do a build because Rock had even said it needs to build. And remember, he built the Cena thing for a year when he was actually willing to follow through on one of his promises. Uh, Now, do I want to see Rock versus... I want to see Rock versus Roman. I just don't think it needs to be for the title. But you can't... Me neither. I agree. But that's why we're in such a conundrum here, booking-wise. Because... We have so many avenues, and it's also like we have one of the most historic title reigns of all time, the longest deal we've had in a long time. Since Hogan, do we really want to end that before WrestleMania and have it be a little anticlimactic? Do we risk that? Do we risk that huge moment of Roman losing the title and making somebody? Because he could very well make Cody Rhodes. And Cody's has already made, like... But once Cody, he could be the best main eventer of all time after that. Yeah, and here's another, uh, here's other avenues you got to kind of think of, too. You know, you bring up, you know, Fu Manchu. (laughs) On Monday night, he said he's got one more match left in him. Tampa is not that far from... Where Hogan lives in Tampa is not that far from St. Peter St. Petersburg and Tropicana Field. Hogan at a uh, at an autograph signing today or yesterday said, "You know what? I think I might be number thirty in the Royal Rumble this year." No way. He really said that. Yes. And the reason why I say that is because they are celebrating uh, Tuesday was January 23rd, the 40th anniversary of when Hulkamania was born in the WWF. The 40th anniversary of him winning the title from the Sheik. The 40th? Yes. Holy shit. It happened on January 23rd, 1984. Just called the Hulkster come back at number 30. So that's another, I mean, not necessarily Avenue, but you got to think that there's going to be, especially since they did not announce like the whole field of 30 yet. You gotta think that maybe, especially with WrestleMania 40 coming up, you gotta think they're di- well. I, well, they're not digging anybody up, uh, but you gotta think that they're gonna make some calls and be like, you know what? Because a lot of the golden era guys that you know technically still work a little bit for a couple bucks live in Tampa. Most of them are Hogan's neighbors. Or like you have, he's got the beach shot. Yeah. Or you have guys that are, uh, you know, have helped shape like the forty years of WrestleMania. I think there's going to be a couple of surprises tomorrow, 
that we're uh, that we're not going to expect. Hogan would be nuts. That would be a Royal Rumble if Hogan showed up at 30, especially if you somehow get Rock in there, too. That's a Royal Rumble. And, and here's another one I'm thinking of, and I don't think he'll do it, but what if you get, what if you get Hulk, Rock, and Austin in the Rumble? Oh, my God. And then, because originally Brock Lesnar was slated to come back. He wasn't formally announced, but plans were ready for him to come back tomorrow or for him to come back tomorrow. But now with this whole thing, you got Brock in there too, though. That would be crazy. Well, I, this, with this whole thing, we don't know if he's actually going to come yeah. back or not. Cause they might change plans. Cause like I said, Slim Jim, uh, bowed out of, of the, uh, of the sponsorship of tomorrow night's event. Yeah. So, that might also mean, okay, you know, this whole thing with Brock, Brock, we need you to hold off a little bit. So that means Brock's not getting the payday. So Brock more than likely is flying to Stanford as we speak, you know, with his hunting rifle, getting ready to hunt Vince's. Yeah. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll get lucky and he'll just shoot Russo in the ass instead. <laughs> but, uh, but there's so many avenues because you don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow. Because you know, like we said, or like you said, Cody could win it, Punk could win it. They really could go with Gunther. Yeah. All right. Because there's even talk of you know because people have laid out the, uh, many scenarios that Gunther that Gunther is the one to beat Roman Reigns. That's true. And they do a title for title deal. I wouldn't mind that, but I still want Cody. What'd you say, Eric? I said I wouldn't mind that, but I still prefer Cody. Oh, all day. I think a lot of people prefer Cody, but they're also got, like, they got many backup plans. If you have a Royal Rumble with Hulk Hogan, the Rock, Stone Cold, Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, and you got Gunther in there, all guys that could win it in main event WrestleMania, that'd be crazy. Yeah. I mean, Hogan's never going to win the Rumble. I mean, this, and again, I, I just spitballed Austin. I know, but wouldn't that be fucking crazy? It, and then you get a, one more Rock Austin in there now, which to prelude in our list. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I would... You better I'll not get come on our couch tomorrow night. No, I'm not going to do that. I'll get goosebumps. Just... Yeah. Um, it's your first encounter the, with in Philadelphia. And, and the funny thing is, the funny thing is, too, guys, is that, you know, we're just talking about the men's rumble. We still got a women's rumble, too, to where they have, you know, a crap ton of options. Yeah. So that's a blank. I think it's going to happen, though. I think she should. It's either Bailey or Becky. Yeah. I mean, I I think either one of them should. Who else could win it? I think it should be Bailey. I mean, to I'm me, it's either Bailey or Becky. Huh? Yeah. I hope they start with the women's this year, not the men's. No, I'm pretty sure that men's is going to be. I, I'm pretty sure that men's is going to be the main event. Uh, yeah, it's kind of got to be. And I don't think they're starting with a rumble match this year. I think they're going to start with KO and uh, 
Logan. And Logan. Yeah, because they got to give that both guys time. Because you know both of them will probably be in the Rumble. And, and you know, yep. gut feeling. They still do double duty like that, right? They have you before. You still have the Okada uh, rumors. Don't forget that. Uh, you can because AEW is confident that they're signing him. AEW is confident they can keep Punk. I mean, they fired him. But. So, I Eric, think he might have to go to uh, wouldn't that be I don't know where I'll probably be. Show up to yeah. that, now we're just Eric, Eric would come on the couch tomorrow if, uh, if Okada <laughs> showed up. Because Eric comes for Okada. He's a good wrestler. <laughs> if Okada's at WrestleMania, oh my god, I would die. Easy, Sea Biscuit. We still haven't gotten to our topic yet. Shawn Michaels comes back. It's Shawn Michaels and Okada. Austin's the special oh. guest referee. <laughs> He'd be naked in a hot tub. <laughs> All right, you ready to get our, to our list? Is that what we're doing on this? Yes, list? sir. Yeah. All right. It turns into another current talk, but the rumble time is always exciting. Yeah. Should be fine because I think we probably all have the same shit. But I'm going to kick us off. Okay. So I'm not the one that's... Uh. <laughs> so I'm ahead of the game here. All right. You ready? Yeah. My number 10 Royal Rumble match of all time is 2010. I don't have that. Ooh, good. I don't have that either. Uh, there's a lot of things I like about this one. Uh, Batista's a dick. Uh, edge, you got to It's a returning edge, right? Yeah. Returning edge after he's been out for so long and he's back. And you got you got Shawn Michaels that wants to finish the streak or end the streak. He wants that second shot at the Undertaker bad. That's a running narrative throughout this whole thing. Uh. I thought it was magic. I thought the whole thing, oh, yeah. especially the look on Sean's face when he got eliminated. But that rumble had a lot of good shit in it for me. It did, but the only thing I didn't like about it at the time was when it got to, you only really ever had like four guys in the ring at one time. When you got a fifth guy in the ring, then somebody got eliminated. And it was just, they didn't stack it up too much. No. You like your rumble stack? I do. I like about seven. I don't mind a a couple of quick flurries with four, but but I feel you. That's a funny Nick pick, though. Yeah, but uh, no, I I enjoyed this rumble because to me there was a lot of heavy hitters and it could have gone a lot of ways. And Edge returning was kind of nice. Edge got that sweet babyface moment. It was a better rumble win for him than this recent one. The the twenty-one one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what's funny about the, the 2010 Royal Rumble, and I remember when we when we watched it live, we had the crew over, and Kenny Lehman goes, I pick Edge to win. It's like, Kenny, Edge isn't in it yet. He goes, just watch. Because I had, like, the full list of Rumble entrants in front of me. And I'm like, it doesn't line up. He's not going to be in it. Because William, William Regal was announced, but they took him out and they put Edge in. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, but I'm like, yeah, Kenny, it's not going to happen. And then Edge comes out, he goes, and Kenny goes, I told you he was going to be in. <laughs> I told you so. 
I can actually picture that. It's happened so many times. No, but that was a fun one, and that was a good. Re- to me, this one hit better than the Cena return in two thousand eight. I like this Rumble better, and it was kind of nicer. And even though I'm not an Edge guy per se, I was like yeah. Christian better. It was a fun. It was a fun <laughs> moment for him, and you knew he was hunting Jericho because that was the tag partner. So you, you knew. Yeah. You kind of knew the angle that it was going to go, and I, I like the way they did it. I remember watching this live. I enjoyed it. That's my number 10. Go ahead. I'll go now. Okay. My, my number 10 is last year's. Um, I, I know Cody didn't finish the story like we all thought, uh, Daniel, but we all knew he was coming and coming at number 30. The way he won, the story leading up to it, him coming back and winning and just Winning the Rumble, it was a great moment. I loved it. I was at, I think I was at your place. It, it was just yeah, a fantastic right. moment. I know it didn't finish this, finish the uh, interview, but it was still a great moment for him. It was a beautiful moment. That's the first time that a men's Rumble had ever kicked off a pay-per-view, right? I think so. That wasn't the main event. No, it was the very first match because no, they did Roman, the versus, uh, Roman versus Owens in the main event because that's when they did the Sammy uh, the Sammy uh, face turn. Oh yeah, that was lame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were setting up to take everything away from Cody from Jump Street, and yeah. <laughs> they were never going to let him get his moment. Who knows if Cody finishes the story? Uh, but yeah, I. This was a great rumble, and as a Cody fan, it was because Eric, you and me have kind of had similar journeys as big Cody fans. Yep. And when he was that baby face, I I truly thought he was the face of AEW. That's why it was so hard for me to stay once he left, because to me he was the guy. He, like everybody loved watching him. He had great promos. I know the fans started to turn on him a little bit at the end, but. I thought Cody was always a great part of AEW. And to me, he was like the face of it. Yeah. For not really being in the championship scene, uh, he was like the face of that company. So when he left... I think he should have beat Jericho for the title. He should have been the one that won the title match Omega. He shouldn't have put that clause in there. But uh, he just show how non-selfish he was. Yeah. And it was nice. Yeah. I wish uh, the scum fucks would do that, but I don't call them the scum fucks for no reason. I just think that Cody, Cody, Cody's win here was amazing. And uh, it it was kind of like, because the whole story of him, especially because Dusty never got to, got it, you know, Dusty never got the big one. And Goldust was good enough in like 95, 96, and he never got the big one. And so it'd be nice to see Cody get the big one. Like it'd be nice for that music to hit, and like wrestling doesn't only or has more than one old, like fucking you know what that's royal family, <laughs> the royal shit, royal firms. Uh, <laughs> it'd be nice to to see him get there and win it. And, and this one was such a, a nice uh, moment of hope for me and Eric because we thought he might do it. Yeah, the tribal chief might not yeah. get him. Didn't work out. Yeah, well, it's because of two fat guys, Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman. 
It's always two fat guys that ruin shit. Yeah. Look at us. I'm here. Uh, no, but I, I agree with your pick, Eric. It's a damn good pick. All right. My number 10. The 1989 Royal Rumble. So, of course, of course, the old guy picks the old Rumble. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about the old shit. <laughs> in lame-o. Yeah. All right, cheater robe. Uh so 1989 Royal Rumble, it's the second Royal Rumble match. It kind of had like, because you had some stars in that Rumble. You had Andre the Giant, you had Hulk Hogan, you had Randy Savage, who was the WWF champion at the time. No need to get violent. Uh, you had Big John Studd, who was returning. You had the Boss Man, Akeem, Brutus Beefcake, Jake the Snake, a lot of those guys. Uh, you had Axe and Smash, Demolition, the tag team champions start off the Rumble against each other. Uh, and you had, like, several storylines kind of, you know, be in the Rumble. Like, the story of Randy Savage wanting to get a Bad News Brown, Andre the Giant and Jake the Snake didn't like each other, Hogan and Bossman got to fight a little bit. And then uh, Big John Studd comes in, wins the Rumble. And then, of course, at the end, Ted DiBiase, uh, Ted DiBiase bought the number 30 spot. Like, Slick was actually, Slick had actually drawn it for one of his, for one of his guys. DiBiase bought it from Slick. And uh, got the number, got the number 30 spot. He ended up not winning, and I ended up going to Big John Stud. And to me, there's a lot of kind of cool moments in there. Like, you get to see, uh, you know, Bushwhacker Butch stay in the ring for like 20 minutes. And Gorilla Monsoons is like, I don't know how the Bushwhacker's still in here. <laughs> and Hulk was the champion, right? No, Savage was. It's crazy Hulk was in this match and didn't win it. Yeah. Uh Especially, well, we'll talk about the next two years later. <laughs> but this is prime WWE, though. Yeah, this was, they were still hot at the time. They were super hot. The rock and wrestling era was still booming, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, and you had, you know, when Hogan eliminated Savage, which he did accidentally, and then Savage wanted to smack him in the mouth, but then Elizabeth came out and, uh, you know, kind of, Got every got everything going, or, you know. Got them to kind of mend fences a little bit. Is this bit. the Mega Powers exploding or no? They would explode a couple weeks later on the main event. Yeah. Oh, so this is white hot. Yeah. This, this is, is when this they... is white hot because they were about ready. They were having problems. They were about ready to. And explode. then they go with that WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is this is prime WWF. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just crazy because. Well, I mean, I'm fine with Hogan now because, like you said, we'll go on to talk about the next two years, even though they're not on my fucking list. But uh, well, I'll talk about them. Exactly. <laughs> but it's crazy, Big John Stud winning this, and not like it's crazy. The rule wasn't there yet that you go on and face uh, the champion, the yeah. champion in the main event, and uh, even though they'd break the main event rule multiple times, but right. uh, I think. Because kind of legend has it is that John coming back 
was for the Rumble. If John was going to be in the Rumble, he had to win it. Yeah. But it'd be crazy if they did that, Hogan won, and then challenged Savage. Or... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed the way they went. Big John Studs always a badass, dude. Yeah, he was a tough big man. He he was a tough big man, and watching him coming out and like he basically kept trying to lift Akeem out of the ring, and every time somebody went to help him, he'd throw him away, uh, and like he would not he would not leave Akeem alone. Like he kept trying to, and it's like he was having no help, having no success. But uh, so every time somebody tried to help him, he's just like, "Fuck you, I got this." Yeah. So. But yeah, that was for the second rumble. It was actually a pretty good one. So, and that was actually the first year they did thirty, because the very first rumble there was only twenty. Oh, Jim Dunn's got a bogus win. All right, Dougie, it's my turn. You ready for my number nine, Bubba? Yeah. Good. Yes, sir. Because I have, and I'm sure this is on everyone's list, this was a damn good, uh, pro- one of the best Ruthless Aggression era Royal Rumbles of all time. I got 2007. Uh, yep. I think I, I, I felt like you guys were going to. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, it was nice to get the Taker-Sean thing before it happened. Yeah. It was kind of a prelude of that. And but at the time you hadn't seen them wrestle since the '90s, so it was like refreshing and like holy shit, they're going at it. So and, he, and when you have that final two, anybody can fucking win, because Sean's the most believable. Like anybody can win. You didn't think oh Taker's gonna win. You know what I mean? It's well, one of those, and that's what makes a Rumble great. Yeah, and also too, because Sean would have tied. Uh, if Sean would have won that Rumble, he would have tied Austin's record, which was one of the things they were talking about. Is that like? Stone Cold Steve Austin's the only three-time winner of the Rumble. Yeah. If he... Controversial. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, I'll get to that when when I pick later, but I just wanted to say that. He's won three... Austin's won three Rumbles. Shawn Michaels is trying... You know, he was trying to break the record that year, obviously, and that was the closest he had come to breaking the record. Because not breaking the record, but tying because with that, like, final four, like, Randy and Edge, they could have easily won, too. Yeah, I forgot who, like, a lot of people were betting on to win that Rumble. But Taker and Sean, that could have went either way. It's just that, to me, this was like, you still, you had a really solid roster of guys that, like, 2005, these guys are still growing. Your Edges, your Ortons, your uh, Batistas, your Cenas. But here, they're kind of like, in their prime. They're, they're kind of really good, you know? Yeah. And, uh... Don't forget it was in San Antonio, too. So we had that hometown... Yeah. Um, narrative. Those guys are killing it, and then you have established veterans that are awesome, like Taker and Sean. Yeah. And you put on a great match. And you've got to remember, too, that, like, this year, they were really hyping, because ECW was finally going to be part of the Rumble. They were really hyping that the winner of the Royal Rumble could challenge either the WWE champion, the World Heavyweight champion, or the ECW champion. Yeah, there was no reason to do that, though, because we all knew. Come on. Yeah. They don't have that much faith. Wasn't Chavo in this match? He was the ECW champion? 
No, that was the the next year, Eric. Bobby Lashley was the champion. But you knew nobody was going to fucking win and cash in on the ECW title. ECWE was kind of already at this point. You know what I mean? Even though Bobby Lashley was keeping it kind of. He was. Kind of credible. But this was after December to December, right? Yeah. I mean, I was still interested in watching it. At, at, I liked you know, ECWE as a kid. And sometimes I'll still go back and watch it, but it was not a lot of people's cup of tea. Right. And Bobby was pretty green at the time. Yeah. Like, her business, Bobby, I'll take all day. That Bobby kind of eat a bag of dicks. Right. Uh, but he was trying. All right. Eric's turn. My number nine nine is uh, 2000. I think this is an underrated uh, Royal Rumble. The Rock won it. Kind of, kind of, wasn't it controversial too? I heard the big show was supposed to win. Wait, what? uh, The Rock um, boxed it or something and big show was supposed to win. Yeah, because Rock's Well, Rock was supposed to win, and they called him the winner, but his feet touched first. So technically, Big Show oh. won, <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't go with the real life. They're like, nope, Rock won. But Big Show's foot did hit. Uh, I like this rumble because it it was squared around the Rock. He guaranteed he would win. There was no Triple H. There was no Stone Cold. He was injured. Triple H was the champion. He had a great match against Mick Foley in, earlier in the night. But yeah, it was it was in MSG. Um, not a lot of star power per se, but it, it was a good rumble. Yeah, and good ending. I liked it. My favorite part of this rumble is when Bob Backlund comes out and Jim Ross goes, what the hell is Bob Backlund doing here? Oh, yeah, the shit, yeah. So, no, I, I agree. Like, I like, this, I like this rumble so much. It is on my list, but I'm going to keep it on my list just so we can mosey along here. Yeah, uh, it's a good one, but... To me, it's a and Rock was my favorite wrestler for a long time. So the Rumble that he won would, like, of course, and, and that's what's weird about Rock's WWE career because he would go on to lose in WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. Uh, but I, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching him win. But like Eric said, not the most stacked roster. This was a lot of Attitude Era mid carters just going at it. Yeah. And. Uh, as much yeah. as I enjoy the British Bulldog and, you know, uh, but by this point, you know, and as much as I enjoy, you know, X-Pac and Kane and stuff, uh, I, I put Kane more made a better status. But a lot of the, like Rikishi, I knew they weren't winning. This is one where it's like, okay, Rock's probably going to win, you know? Well, because even like... Because who's going to face Triple H? The way they built it up, like early on when they were doing their, their numbers... Like, they said on Sunday Night Heat that there was a lot of guys like, you know, uh, Jericho and Hardcore Holly and China who were wrestling in the Intercontinental match earlier in the night. Yeah. And uh, the New Age Outlaws and the Acolytes who were wrestling for the tag titles earlier on in the night, they wanted in. They wanted spots. 
in the Rumble. And I forgot who. I think two other people ended up taking spots. I can't, I can't remember who, but, like, they, uh, Kai and Ty and the Mean Street Posse and Thrasher. Of the, they let Mosh in the Royal Rumble, but Thrasher wasn't allowed in. Uh, and, hilarious. And Mark Henry were all told that uh, their spots had been – or, yeah, so seven people – so those seven people were replaced. Who by, ended up being Chaz, Mosh or Thrasher? Ch- uh, Ch- Chaz uh, Warrington is uh, is Mosh. Oh, so he got to be in the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so and then he got the boot the next year in 2001 for uh, Drew Carey. Yeah. He, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those. Uh, but yeah, so those seven, the Kai and Ty, the Mean Street Posse. Mark Henry and Thrasher were all basically told, fuck off, these other seven people want in. So I don't know, like, if that was just like, a, you know, they're at, you know, they're in a meeting and they're like, what the fuck are these people doing in here? Yeah. Uh, but then they kept having that thing where, like, Kai and Ty kept running out, like, to interrupt the match and they kept getting thrown over the top rope until, uh, like the second time they did it, Taka got thrown over the top rope by Gangrel, and he over rotated yeah. and smacked his face up, smacked his face on the concrete. Yeah. So he had to be taken to the hospital. But they, this thing was that they had to keep coming out and interfering. So Funaki kept coming out by himself after they came out like five times. To, to interrupt the match and he kept getting thrown out. JR, like at the at the very end, just like, oh, for the love of Pete. And, J- and King goes, who's Pete? Who's Pete? And it's just like, he's just like, Funaki just won't give up. And they played like the thing of uh, Taka hitting his face like five times because King's just like, can we keep seeing that again? That was funny. That was funny. Yeah. All right. My number nine. Let's get it. 1996. So, Shawn Michaels' second year winning it. He's coming off, you know, when he had the concussion or whatever. Uh, He drew, I think it was number 18. But you also had the debut of Vader in this match. You had... uh, the return of Jake the Snake Roberts in this match. Yeah. Uh, Dory Funk Jr. was in it, which is kind of cool. Uh, the brother of the late Eddie Gilbert, Doug Gilbert, was in it. Like, you had, like, they had, like, a few people. Like, uh, Omari from New Japan Pro Wrestling, he was in it, too. So, you had different you had different guys in there. Triple H entered number one, and he was in for, like, 45 minutes. Good lord. It's almost Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, but to me, and I actually just watched this Rumble because they actually uh, posted the video of the Rumble on uh, YouTube uh, last week. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm watching it. Yeah. Uh,. But, yeah, no, this was a good rumble, even though, like, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the winner. 
Why? Because it's Shawn Michaels. <laughs> but that's why I'm uh, surprised it's on your list. Yeah. No, just because I enjoyed how they did the rumble. I mean, but like the 2000 rumble, there wasn't necessarily a lot of star power in it. It like, was him and Bulldog. And uh, Diesel. Yeah. Because there was no way they were going to give Vader the win right away. Yeah. They were trying to find ways to get Yokozuna to agree to go back to Fat Camp. <laughs> so they weren't. So he wasn't going to win it. Uh, what do you do, you know? Yeah, so it was either going to be... Well, I mean, that's an, it's an iconic moment in the Rumble. With Sean winning. Yeah. The way he won. The way he won, yeah. So it was Because this is the foot, right? No, uh, that was the year before. Okay. But now, coming, off the, coming off the injury and all that. And, uh, by the way, this was actually Steve Austin's first Royal Rumble, too. But this is him as the ringmaster. This is all ringmaster? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, but, no, nah, it, it was only, you know, you would only think of three guys that were going to win it. But, I mean, and we got that, you know, kind of crappy WrestleMania match between Sean and Brett. But... The boyhood dream came true. Yeah. Fair enough. So... Uh, but yeah, no, to me it was a good rumble. I liked it. Alright. My turn. Your turn. Let me get my phone up. It was in the cheetah print. So bad you want to be spotted around your boy. Alright. My number eight is Royal Rumble 2004. Might have a cringy winner, but this is a fucking amazing Royal Rumble. It's one of my favorite Royal Rumble pay-per-views. And uh, this match, top to bottom, Randy, to me, this is the night that Randy Orton became a star. The night that Randy Orton became a star, it's the night that that the uh, company officially finally gave up on Test. When they took him out, I'll never forget it. He's unconscious. (laughs) It's unconscious. He's unconscious in the back. And fucking uh, Stone Cold's just like, he's my number 21. Can he make it to the Royal Rumble or not? He's like, no, he's unconscious. And then he's talking to somebody in the corner. He goes, what the hell are you thinking? You just took out my number 21. And then uh, I don't know what the person said or whatever. And he's like, all right, fine. You're number 21. Get your ass to the ring. And then the first moving is that Austin runs over and goes, get to the damn ring. And I'm laughing my ass off seeing this. And then all of a sudden, it's Mick Foley. Yeah, then you hear, and then he came out. And that was a great, and then because Taz, a whole thing in the beginning of the match, Taz was like, JR, you got to admit, if Mick doesn't come and like sit down in his seat that like he promised, He's a coward. And JR, like, finally got around to, like, Taz kept bugging him about it all fucking night. And he, JR was like, you know what? Fine, he's a coward. 
And then he came out, and Jared's like, ah, fuck you, Taz! (laughs) Yeah, which people should tell Taz to fuck off. It was fucking awesome. He's like, he's not a coward, I know, you're Mrs. Foley's baby boy! Yeah. And fucking Mick Foley comes out, beats Randy's ass, does the clothesline, and takes himself out of the rumble, too, just because he hates Randy so much. That's fucking I love it when he did that clothesline. It's so good. Him and Randy, to me, that's my favorite ruthless aggression uh, feud. Yeah. And, uh, that taking place in this match after Randy had such a stunning, pretty good performance in there, we're kind of going one on one with the best technical wrestler at the time. Yeah, and, and like taking people out along the way, and then to, for Mick to come in, that was so eventful. It was such a big moment. Yeah, uh, Hurricane getting thrown fucking thirty feet by uh, Kane. This is that one, isn't it? No, Matt Morgan eliminated him. Okay. But this is, he did, like, fly, right? He flew, and he actually, it almost looked like he hurt his ankle. Was this the Scotty Too Hotty? No, Spike Dudley got chokeslammed on the ramp by Kane. Spike Dudley got chokeslammed on the ramp, and so Spike never made it in. Nunzio almost didn't make it in, because Nunzio came out, and that's when Foley was going to the back, so... Foley gave Nunzio Stocko <laughs> yeah, so that Nunzio just laying up against the barricade like this, yeah, trying to hold his face. And then when Cena comes out, Cena looks at him and Nunzio's like, "Wow!" <laughs> he's like, he's don't like, go it. away. Don't do Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, I don't know what the they fuck They can't was. see me. <laughs> that was terrible. I know. It's always terrible. <laughs> Uh, it was a good Italian. No, don't encourage it. No, I mean I appreciate it. So, but this, thank you. But rumble, you don't know what this rumble had all the spots. Yeah, and, and like that chokes like, like Kane yeah. and the Undertaker <laughs> fucking with Kane, and now Kane, and that sets that up for WrestleMania. And now Kane's pissed, and Spike Dudley gets fucking his head cracked, and, and then you got Cena put and Cena fell on his ankle pretty good, but he got, yeah he ended up he ended up hurting his knee too. Yeah. uh this was just this had a lot of good stuff in it, and you didn't really expect Benoit to do it. And the fact that he got it, and he had the underdog underdog story. This was the Daniel Bryan before Daniel Bryan, the technical wrestler that no one thought would be in the main event, with uh, because you know Kevin Nash is a vanilla midget, and he's in no way he's gonna he doesn't have the look for Vince, you know. But he did it, and he eliminated Big Show in the way he did it, and that's been copied a couple times now, by the way, for the last spot. Is grabbing him by the neck, the big person. They did it on Nia in the one rumble, and then you know, yeah. slowly getting him out over the ropes. And uh, but that that I think that was the first, and that was a really good one. And uh, just everything about that rumble, it, it was a special rumble. And what what yes, I also like about that first spot, and I don't know like if a lot of people say it's memorable or not, but Rene Dupree comes out and he eliminates Matt Hardy right away. Yeah. He's only in the ring 20 seconds, and Rikishi kicks him in the face and sends him out of the ring. Oh, when he does the dance. Too, yeah, he does it? the dance, and then yep. after Rikishi eliminates him, Rikishi does it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, to me, that's it, that was memorable. Yeah, it was or, a bunch of little moments like that. Yeah. Or, like, when Bradshaw came out at number five and clotheslined the shit out of everybody. Like, he walloped. Fucking Mark Henry he was and Kiki, like he knocked them all out. And then when he went to clothesline Benoit, Benoit put him in the cross race and then eliminated them. Yeah. 
So he only did like 30 seconds or whatever. But still, it was like you said, the little moments that made that that made that special. It did. Yep. Five on minus. Yeah. Eric. Yes, sir. Ninety. My next one, number eight, is nineteen ninety-seven. The controversial thing I was talking about earlier with this was um, Stone Cold originally got eliminated by um, Bret Hart with referee soon. Streak snuck back in. Um, and then eliminated everybody and eliminated Bret Hart and Bret Hart essentially got screwed. This was just basically the first screw job, screw uh, job that uh, Bret Hart got in in '97. It was it wasn't a good year for Bret Hart in '97. That's it. Well, that's an understatement. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. No, it, but I, I like the final I like the Final Four stuff. I liked Austin being crafty. I, everything about it was cool to me. I do enjoy this. Yep. Yeah. And it, it gave us a reason to have a really good uh, a really good main event for a pay per view. Yeah. And also, like Vader, kind of felt credible. You know, like these people felt credible. Taker was a badass. Like it's just th- this was a good rumble. I, I agree. And this is my next pick, by the way. So. But uh. Well. That's two birds, one stone. Yeah, my next two are this and the 2023's Men's Rumbles, and we've covered them both. But I, I enjoy this a lot. Uh, the, the funny thing about this, about this Rumble, and again, we talk about small moments, right? Yeah. Bret Hart has Steve Austin in the sharpshooter. The buzzer goes off, and it's Jerry the King Lawler. So he gets up from his table at ringside. He goes in the ring, but Bret Hart, let's go to the sharpshooter right away. It took two right hands to knock Lawler out of the ring. And before Lawler went into the ring, he goes, it takes a king. Goes in, gets punched a couple times, ends up over the top rope. And then he goes back over and goes, to Noah King, McMahon. And he goes, King, you were in there long enough to complete a sentence. That's hilarious. He was one of those guys that could truly play both really well. Baby yeah. face and heel. King. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Jerry Lawler could play both sides of the ball like incredibly. He was he was so good at getting that heel heat back then. Yeah. And then like he had like the the, the funny like one liners that were like like I'll never forget WrestleMania twenty when he said about that Playboy uh uh, evening gown tag match. He goes, that was a real slobber knocker, wasn't it, JR? They provi- I provided the slobber, they provided yeah. the knockers. <laughs> or before he could say knockers, JR's is like, hold on. That's hilarious. <laughs> 97's a good rumble. It is. All right. Yes, it is. Number eight, right? Yeah. The 2018 women. Royal Rumble. Motherfucker. Did we just take out your next three? Yeah. I'm not even shitting you. Look. Wow. I'm the only one that didn't know. What the fuck's going on? No, but I think Asuka was a great first winner. 
she was on an incredibly white hot streak. She she was a great first choice. I love the fact that they started with Sasha and Becky. Yeah. You start with the women's revolution. You start with them. <sighs> and then you get people in the rumble like because that's when they really started, because they weren't going and uh, trying to get anybody from NXT. Oh, I actually know. I think Ember Moon was in the Rumble. But they weren't really trying to push the NXT girls yet, you know, or try to get them the main spots. They had it set for a lot of the legends coming back. Yeah. And first of all, I love seeing, uh, I love seeing Miss Jackie in the, or Jacqueline in the, in the Royal Rumble, because she is one of the toughest women I have ever seen. I like seeing my Kelly Kelly. She was good, too. Of course, Mrs. Undertaker got to set the record for five eliminations that night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you've been retired for 10 years or not. If you're fucking the Undertaker, you get to set the record. <laughs> she, she, was, she was a good diva, though, back then. She no, she. I, I'm not saying she wasn't. I mean, I, there's a few things I didn't really like about <laughs> I know, her. I know. But you know what? I, I'm not going to disagree with her. You know, with her su- success. I and she was successful. She had a lot of talent. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm what I'm saying is that like you know she hadn't fucking wrestled in like seven years, but because she gets the dead dick. Well, I mean, well, it's not actually dead. They do have children. Uh. But because she gets that dead man dick, <laughs> she fucking, you know, she, oh yeah, you know, you've been out seven years, but no, you can set the record. <laughs> Go what, ahead. I get what you're saying. It was kind of cool to see someone returning look legitimate in the match, though. Because that, usually those returns are just like, oh, look, Hillbilly Jim's back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like some shit. what if he shows up tomorrow night? <laughs> Like, and I'm not actually, like, I'm kind of half-shitting you, but he's another one from that Hogan era. No way. If Hillbilly Jim's on, I'll burn my pubes live. Like, I'm just saying, like, with the 40th anniversary of Hulkamania, the 40th anniversary of of WrestleMania, you're going to see people that, one, I'm sure a lot of people actually think are dead. Actually, show up. I don't. Yeah, but they're kind of embracing the future now. That old. Yeah, but Kevin Dunn's not there. Kevin Dunn's the one that hated the nostalgia. He's not there anymore. He can't. He, he can't shit on the nostalgia Do you factor think anymore. TKO will shit on it though. No. <laughs> you don't. No, because it, it it lines up with an anniversary. Yeah. Now, if this were like the 39th anniversary of WrestleMania, they'd be like, oh, yeah, no, this is stupid. It's the 40th anniversary of Hulkamania and WrestleMania. So, this has they to could be also say that for. He needs to be number 30. Yeah. The Hulk. They could say that for the Andre Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, all these prestige, all these uh, old guys in the Battle Royal. Just still having that. So, the gimmick battle row? Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. just like, I, again, it. I'm not saying that it's... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that, like, it would... I, I'm just saying is that the possibility is there. That you don't yeah. know who's going to show up tomorrow night. Especially when they only announced, like, formally announced, like, 11 of the male participants. 
probably even half of the. Yeah. Like, you would think that more of those guys are obviously going to be in there, but you don't know who all is going to show up. And that's what I love about the Rumble is that, like, you know that there's got to be a couple of, at least a couple of surprises in in store. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who they're going to be, I don't know. But... Chad Hillbilly. Oscar uh, was a damn good winner. Yeah. All right, my turn. 2018, right? Yeah, the 2018 women's. All right, well, we already talked about one of mine, so. We're on number seven, right? Yeah. Uh, You'll be starting off seven. I had 97. I like the craftiness from Austin. It was a good heel win. It was a good good heel win. Uh, The fact that he got away with it and actually won the thing. Yeah, but they took it away from him. Yes, the next the next night on Raw. I'll never forget that next night on Raw when Gorilla Monsoon made the announcement and Vince McMahon stuck his hand out, but Gorilla walked the other way because he couldn't see it. Yeah. And Vince actually grabbed Gorilla, brought him back to the middle of the ring, and said, "You're supposed to shake my hand, damn it." Or he didn't say that like on air, but that's what he whispered to him. It is. Yeah. He was like, shake my hand, goddamn it. <laughs> All right, what's your number seven there? My number seven is uh, 2008. Um, the return of John Cena, MSG. I love this ending. I watched it last night. The crowd just went at ape shit because everybody thought that Wade was going to win, and then all of a sudden here comes John Cena. John Cena eliminates uh, Wade to the final two with uh, S5. And takes him out, and there you go. John Cena returns to MSG after, what, three, four months of, after he had surgery? There's only one thing that bothers me about this rumble. What's that? It's that Finley got eliminated by DQ. Uh, that was, <laughs> it's never it, been a rumble uh, in rumble history. Yeah. Now, this is actually on my list. Okay. But I will say this is just so we can kind of, you know, shave some time off. Yeah. My favorite part of this thing was when Piper was when Snooka and Piper came out. Yeah. And the fact that Piper yeah. got one of the loudest fucking the only pop that was louder than him was Cena. Everybody else went fucking nuts, including all six announcers that were calling this thing. And yeah. and uh there was a lot of announcers. Yeah. Well, yeah, because each announce table got to call it. Even the ECW. Yeah. Uh, Joey Styles and Taz. Uh, But when Piper came out, uh, Taz is like, the hits just keep on coming. And Jerry Lawler's like, I'm having flashbacks. (laughs) And then what was also, and I felt bad for Joey Styles, because when he talked, because when John Morrison came out, he's just like, well, uh, you know, John Morrison, he was up till 3, 4 in the morning partying with about six women. And Michael Cole's like, that has nothing to do with anything. And so they're all start making fun of Joey. And it's just like, no wonder he quit being an announcer, <laughs> like, later on. Cole really fucked <laughs> him up like that? Yeah, Cole's just like, that has nothing to do with anything. And it's like, Cole, you fuck up all the time. <laughs> I love Joey Styles. Yeah. I, miss him I mean, I don't him. love him. I think he's... I, I I I was not a I was not a fan of him. Yeah, 
You were telling a nice story. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Nah, I think he sucks. Yeah. He, I, he didn't. Oh, my God. He fit ECW style of announcing. Ass. <laughs> he did. But the WWE <laughs> style, he was ass. Yeah. Yes. He was he, no Michael Cole. He did it by himself, didn't he? When you did ECW? Yeah. The original ECW? Yeah. Yeah. He was good at commentating by himself. Yeah. All right. My number seven, we already talked about. It's the 2000 one. Okay. So. My number six, we already talked about. It's the 2023 match. Next. My number six, we already talked about. This is the quick part of the show. Doug? (laughs) My number six we have not talked about yet. Fuck! You ruined the streak. I'm sorry. Number... Oh, oh, I should probably say what it is, right? It might help. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You dipshit. My number six is the men's 2018 Rumble. You son of a bitch! I'm not going to get another pick. Yeah, this. it was nice to see Shinsuke Nakamura get one. In his failed run with the company, it was nice that he got one. <laughs> you're the host of the show. You're not going to get another word in. Uh, <laughs> and I'm fi- finish eating my gyros, too. Yeah. Uh, Is that what you got? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh Alright, so this rumble to me The only part I did not like about this rumble Is that John Cena eliminated the hurricane After five seconds I thought that was a bullshit move <laughs> uh, But seeing Rey Mysterio come back Seeing uh, you know Adam Cole get some time in the rumble Andrade went like thir- Andrade was the uh, NXT champion at the time He got 30 minutes In the rumble Oh that's right, yeah he did Uh, Finn Balor and Rusev got a chance to shine. Got a chance to shine. Corbin looked really good in this. Corbin? No. Uh, yeah, Corbin, right? Baron Corbin. Was he not in this match? He he was was in the match. No, he got eliminated after like five seconds. Oh, I thought he. This isn't the one where he eliminated Strowman. No. (laughs) That was that was twenty seventeen. Well, my bad. No, he got a lot of fucking wrestling. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It was good though. Uh oh well, yeah, fuck Baron Corbin. <laughs> but it was nice to see Shinsuke get one. Yeah. <laughs> oh Nakamura. Yes, it was. Nakamura. <laughs> that just sounded really bad. All right. Do you get to talk this time or is this my number five? No, I have the women's yes. 2018. Oh, shit. Eric? My number five is uh, 2005. We already talked about that, right? 2000 no. what? 2005. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? We're not talking about 98 before the fucking... All right, 2005. I thought going first, I wouldn't deal with this shit. 
But Daniel, I warned you earlier. Remember, I gave you some of my ones that were on my list. You didn't give me shit. What was on your list? But yeah, this is the one that becomes the one where the controversial ending, where both guys hit the floor, and then Vince came back, came out, and was pissed off, and uh, told them to restart the match, and Batista eliminated John Cena right away. And Batista won and went on to uh, beat Triple H. I love this. This, this is a great rumble. This is showcase Cena and uh, Batista. It showcased Cena and Batista, and you got to see other guys that have. Uh, uh, you got to see other guys have really good performances too, like Shelton Benjamin and Eddie Guerrero, and yeah, and it also. As a ruthless aggression era fan and as a kid that grew up during the time period, this one makes my nipples hard. Because Batista and John Cena were my guys. And Batista specifically. So seeing those two be in the final two and and the fact that they did the loser of Bret Hart on accident and then Vince tore both quads. Greatest moment in history television. Iconic. He comes marching out fucking... Gets under the and he's like, ah, he's on his ass yelling on everybody. It was incredible. And then them doing it over again on the fly and Batista just quickly dumping him. It was perfect. It was a magical moment. It was organic. It was natural. I agree. No, it was a. <laughs> yeah, it was. A... <laughs> I can't focus. It was it was a really good rumble. It, it had again, it had like really good moments. What about that clothesline from Snitsky to Paul London that looked like it almost killed him? Yeah, that was amazing too. That was one of the big moments in that match. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, number uh, something. Oh, my number five, two thousand six. Okay. Yeah, this is an interesting one. It's an interesting one because you had Rey Mysterio and Triple H both, you know, kind of run the distance. And, and you know, Triple H got eliminated uh, second to last. But you had uh, the return of Tatanka. You had the return of Eugene. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Big time. Two Hall of Famers. There's <laughs> future Hall of Famers. Uh I can see the attacking it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no. and then you had Shane McMahon come from behind and eliminate Shawn Michaels. Oh, It was done well. It was nice that Rey Mysterio got his moment. At the time, I want to go back. Did it feel like it was coming? Did it feel like Ray, like it was bound for him to win? I didn't think he was going to win that rumble. I actually thought it was going to go to Triple H, either Triple H or Rob Van Dam. Because it was like a, you really thought Robbie might have won? Yeah, because he was making his return too. I liked Ray, and uh, it was a great rumble, and it, it was a fun time. It's not on my list. Uh, not my list because the underdog thing, and like. The winning from two or one to me didn't matter anymore because it's been done a few times. Yeah. 
like it's a good rumble. I would go back and watch it. I might watch it tonight. But I, I don't necessarily love it. Is this the one with Daniel Pewter? No, that was 2005. Okay. That was funny. That, that was funny. Especially when uh, Hardcore Holly came out and JR's like, he hates, he doesn't like anybody, but he hates rookies. <laughs> yeah, he started beating the shit out of him. Yeah. I was like, who the hell is this guy? When I saw that? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, no, but 2006 is a good rumble. Yeah. It's good enough. All right, you're number four, which you probably want to talk about because we already did, I'm sure. My number four is 2005. Which we already did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, you're number four. Uh, I hope this is not on uh, 1998. You son of a bitch! Um... You guys, number one, better be Don't close one day. Cancel the show. Huh? Stone Cold won this back to back. Um, they were waiting for him. All the wrestlers were waiting for him when he came out. He came out from behind and eliminated people. This, this was, I think this was a better rumble than uh, 1997. I, think, I, I don't think this was his best win, but it was a good rumble. It had it moment. The puss on his face <laughs> right now. Because we keep taking it. I'm fine. Uh, no, 98 was a fantastic rumble. It had a lot of iconic moments. I know there's a lot of throwaways like your Tom Brandys and stuff. But she had Terry Funk in there as Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah. And, and, and Mick Foley do th- three appearances. That's the big thing. That's the iconic yep. moment of this one is yeah. that you got Dude, Mankind, and Cactus all in the same. And who was the one that lasted to the end? Dude. Because he came out at 27. Yeah. yeah, Dude was the last. And it was just funny. The, and JR and King's reactions. And then, and this was like our first Rock Austin thing. Right. Yep. And it, here's another kind of cool moment too. A honky tonk man comes out, right? Yeah. And he's in the rumble, and uh, Jr's just like, "Yep, cousin honky tonk man is still in the ring because you know he's King's cousin." And King looks. At, uh, King says, "Jr goes, wait a minute, honky's your cousin?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> like just like Jr's because. King did not like to admit, for good reason, did not like to admit when he was related to certain people. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. JR did the, or King did the yeah. same thing with JR one time when uh, I, JR was talking about the Highlanders. Highlanders were teaming up with Hacksaw and Eugene. And he was talking to cousins, Rory and Robbie. And King's just like, wait a minute. Rory and Robbie are Hacksaw and Eugene's cousins? And you can tell Jr. is just like no king, they're not all related. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was that? Somebody's getting tired. Are you okay, Doug? Hey, me. <laughs> Yes, it was. it was peanut. Oh. 
Peanut just like I'm just making sure. Peanut just let out a big yawn. He did a loud one. Oh, well, that's what it sounded like. Either that or he farted. <laughs> All right, my number four is 1991. Uh, the second Rumble that Hogan won. And to me, this was actually this was actually key because a lot of guys actually got to spend about 20, 25, 30 minutes in the, in the, in this rumble. Uh, you know, Bret Hart got about 25 minutes in, uh, Texas tornado got about 25 minutes in Rick Martell did 52 minutes. Uh, you know, Shane Douglas, who was, making his first big appearance for the company. He did uh he did twenty five minutes. Tito Santana did twenty five minutes. Fucking Hercules did a half hour. The British Bulldog did it did about a half hour. And it was it was so well done because then like you got to see the endurance for a lot of these guys who weren't necessarily known as like, you know, for their ring skills, but you know, it was just it was cool to see because, you know, at certain points, you had 11 guys in the ring at one time. Yeah. And this was The Undertaker's first yep. rumble, too. He eliminated, like, four guys before he got eliminated by the LOD. It was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that's my number four. All right. Well, I have number four. You're on number so I'm three. three, right? Yeah. I said a men's 2018. I'm yeah. going to replace it because I was going to do this earlier, but I didn't know. So Royal Rumble 2011, solely for the Santino Morella <laughs> twist at the end. And I was watching you, it live. Do you remember that whole like us watching it live with Mark McGee? Yeah. Like with, it was yesterday with, with McGee and, and Kenny Lehman. Kenny West was there. Mark was slipping the fuck out because he picked Santino to win as yeah, a joke. Yeah, he, he, he did it as a joke. And then Santino comes up at the end and Santino Cobra. <laughs> like it was incredible. We were all on our feet. Yeah. It, it was intense. it was amazing. It was a great moment because like I. So Santino comes out, he gets clocked right away, <laughs> yeah. rolls out of the ring, Alberto eliminates Randy Orton at the end, starts celebrating, and Santino, who went on the bottom rope, by the way, comes back in, does the cobra, like you said, and yeah. starts doing the trumpet thing. Yeah, once he hits him with it, he, he hits him with it, and Mark <laughs> McGee, God bless him, uh, God bless him, he is up screen. We're all... Like right at the TV, Grandpa's yelling at us to sit down because he's like, "I need to stand. Sit your <laughs> fucking asses down. What the hell's wrong with you, jackasses?" And Mark is screaming at the TV, "Don't celebrate, you idiot! Throw him out! Throw him out!" <laughs> and Kenny Lehman can't believe what's going on because Kenny Lehman picked Alberto and he's getting picked. <laughs> Because he's just like, no, you can't lose a Santino. What the hell is wrong with you? It was such a good bait, though. And, and you knew Del Rio was going to, like, find her. Like, Santino can't be. I just slobbered all over myself. But, now, the caveat on this rumble, and this, it had another member. Because wasn't this the punk speech? Or wasn't this the punk domination in the beginning or no? When uh, the new Nexus 
uh, they eliminated like as a group they eliminated like five or six people. And but didn't he like do a sermon after every one, or am I wrong? No, he yeah he got he on the like mic. He speech. got on the mic once they emptied the ring. This after. was an incredible performance for Punk. Yeah, he was just eliminating people and then talking shit on the mic. It yeah. was something you never really seen before. It was something kind of new and something different. Yeah, but then of course, and then like Great Cali yeah. eliminated one of them. I forgot which one. And then Cena came out and tossed everybody out of the ring. Yeah. Well, so for that, a while there, it was like domination by Punk, and it was cool. Yeah. And, uh, and so this Rumble's cool for a lot of things. And, and it being the 40-man. Yeah, which I, I would love for them to yeah. go back to that. I just don't know. Like, they would have to dig people out of their graves to get 40 people nowadays. Yeah. And Alberto. Yeah, they would have to do NXT guys. The meme's been going around about how the mighty have fallen and how he's like, because he's working in gyms now, yeah, in high school gyms and not in front of many people, and like he won the Royal Rumble, you know, four hundred and forty-seven hundred thousand people bought this thing. Yeah, and like, and again, what's funny too, and what we're kind of glossing over a little bit, you know, we talk about those small key moments. Like we talked about earlier on, Booker T came back. Diesel came back. It wasn't Kevin Nash. It was Diesel. Yeah, no, that was cool. Uh, and because what was funny was they were supposed to come back as the main event mafia in TNA, but they got the offer to do this. And when they called Bischoff and said, uh, "Hey, you know, we know we're supposed to come back as the main event mafia, but..." You know, we got an offer to go into Royal Rumble. Bishop's like, take the fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> like, just go. Take the cash and sick and chip. Uh, <laughs> what I do like, or what I don't like about this, the only caveat on this Rumble is that Alberto Del Rio won it. And even though he was a good heel at the time, kind of doing good shit, and he was on the rise, uh, he was the opening match of WrestleMania, not the main event, and he lost. This is kind of the worst way to win a Rumble. Just like yeah. Shinsuke earlier, like, like good for them for winning the Rumble, and it's a big moment. Same thing with Cody, but they couldn't get it done. You know, they didn't get to finish the story. That's <laughs> a, like with Alberto, too. Like, he wrestled Edge. His, Edge retired like a week and a half later. Yeah. And then he lost again to Christian. Yeah. Which, the only reason why he lost to Christian is because they knew Edge was going to be in town, so they wanted to have that moment. And it was cool. Oh, oh I just tensed up. Yeah. Oh, a tense jab. Oh, boy. <laughs> are you alright? What the fuck are you doing? Something. What's wrong? Charlie Horse. Charlie Horse. <laughs> You're having an aneurysm life at <laughs> you okay, Doug? All the way up and down my leg and in my testicles. <laughs> you want to go lay down? Oh, gosh. Put in the couch. I can't you. fucking. <laughs> all right, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> oh, I wish we had video. <laughs> Eric's like, you're all right, Dickie. <laughs> If you fall through that table, I will. Oh. Get... All right, all right, God, enough. 
Knock it off. I think you should sit down, buddy. I can't, because every time I sit down, I get pain. <laughs> well, maybe not that chair. You gotta uh, relax. All right. All right. <laughs> what, what, what pick are we at? <laughs> number three. All right, Eric, it's your number three. <laughs> Reply. My number three is uh, 2016. <laughs> um, because I was at the Rumble. I was I was at this Rumble, so I had to put it in my list. This is the only Rumble I've been to. This is the Rumble Doug keeps making fun of, keeps sitting on me for because we shit on our range that night. <laughs> yeah, it was in Philadelphia. My first first ever Rumble. It was just being there was great, even though we we made fools or fools of ourselves for booing uh, Roman Reigns, even though he didn't win, um, even though he won. But looking back at it, I watched it the other night. It was like, wow, we we really were assholes. But we kept chatting. We kept chatting Brian Danielson up until like Ziggler came into the, or until Dean Ambrose came. We really wanted Brian Danielson to win. Yeah. Or Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan to win. Sorry. Do you want to? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, this was an interesting one. Daniel Bryan get eliminated sucked. Well, because he got he got eliminated he got eliminated early, and this thing that sucked about well, first of all, the thing that sucked the most about this, and I hope I don't have a heart attack right after I say this because apparently I'm getting punished for something. Sorry. Like, so you're going through it. But the crowd ruined this Royal Rumble. Yeah, it did. Who can like Daniel Bryan getting eliminated early, and I understand everybody wanted him to win it, but he got his moment last year and er, not last year, but he got his moment <laughs> the year before and he got hurt. Yeah. I know it wasn't his fault that yeah. he got hurt, but Vince McMahon that was already becoming out of touch. Yeah. Unless it was with Janelle Grant. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't like Doug after he has a spaz. <laughs> I just had a spasm from my crotch all the way down to my foot. What the, did you have a stroke? I don't. I, I, I mean, I, I can feel both sides of my face. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is happening. Are you okay now? I I I think I think so. Dude, I got him propped up in a recliner, Eric. I wish we had video so bad. Oh I'm God. shitting my pants over here. Sharing down bed. You got the episode handle for next week, right? Just in case I croak. <laughs> you just come getting up and <laughs> sitting back down. Next week right. is your first episode you're doing, uh, Doug. Yeah, Doug's ready to tear like Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, we're ready gonna, to tear. Yeah. Next week, uh, we're going to watch uh, the old GWF Tag Team Title Tournament from 1991. I'll send you the video. And we are going to have some special guests on. 
Okay, so yeah. next week is the special guest one, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, all right. Would it be my turn now? Number three. Yeah, yes, sir. My number three. Oh, good. I don't have to talk. It was 2008. And we really? Already, yeah, we already covered that. You ready for my number two? Yeah. 98 Canadian Dick. Yes. I'm going Royal Rumble 1992. <laughs> it was my number two, too, so that's fine. Uh, was it terrifying? This is one of the most stacked ones. It's one of the more stacked ones, and I got a feeling that I'll end up watching a Royal Rumble tonight. This one might be it. And this one gets you excited, and it makes you think Hogan's going to end up challenging him, even though he never does. Yeah. But uh, this one was incredible. Ric Flair in WWE at his best is just incredible. And this was around the time where he was still a killer. He came in. He was legit. It was... They usually never treat guys that kill it on the outside as legitimate stars inside the WWE. Rick was the one caveat to that, and he was the one exception. They they would let Rick they, – they made Rick as legitimate in the WWF as he was outside of it, and uh, that's what made this incredible television. And he outlasted everyone, cut a hell of a promo, and it really looked like it meant the fucking world to him, and he was the happiest guy on play. And he was the bad guy. And uh, this was an emotional one. It was a good one. It was badass. It was a nice uh, Hogan. Of course, Hogan had to be a little bit of a diva, but yeah. Uh, and what's funny is that, like, when he got cheered, when they uh, when they cheered him getting eliminated, when they cheered Sid eliminating him, I thought that was fucking. Uh, I thought that was fucking dope. By the way, this also was this was also my number two. So my number two. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. My number two. We already talked about it. It's two thousand four. Uh, Chris Benoit went coast to coast, winning the Royal Rumble. It was a great run. It was a great moment in time for him. Um, great story, great rumble. Loved it. Which one was this again? Two times four. Incredible. I talked about it earlier. Yep. It's one of my favorite pay per views too. It was a really because I really liked Eddie Chavo. I really liked. Uh, Sean and Triple H. I liked when Nidia screwed over Jamie Noble, but nobody knew it yet. Yeah. And and Brock and Hardcore was a fun, stiff fight. Yeah. Oh, you Underrated knew, you knew it was going to be. Yeah. And you knew who was going to win because you knew Hardcore Holly was going to win. But it was a fun, like, kind of brutal, like, fight. And, and to me, it's an underrated pay-per-view match. Oh, absolutely. Uh, All right. My number... Well, my number two was uh, was ninety two. So uh, the one th- here's another thing I'll add about that: the way IRS got eliminated when Piper eliminated him, he had him by the tie. 
and Gorilla Monsoon was just like, IRS is teetering up there. Hot Rod has him by the tie. And he has him hooked by the tie. He's just teetering up there. And then IRS, is, IRS went out. He's like, he went out. And it was like this big-ass pop because Roddy was able to eliminate him. Yeah. So to me that to me that was a cool moment and you got the only thing I didn't like was Bossman was only in there for four fucking minutes. <laughs> the big boss man. Yeah. All right, you ready for my number one? Yep. This isn't surprising. This is my favorite Royal Rumble match of all time, and it might be it's in my top three favorite matches of all time. Uh and it's in my favorite year of all time. Royal Rumble two thousand and one. I think I've talked about this on here a lot. Uh, just like WrestleMania 17, this was such a great period because the year 2001, and then it gets ass with Alliance. I get it, and Austin Hill turn. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But for a while, it was fucking magic, baby. <laughs> and and the, the beginning of the it year, was. they were fucking batting on all cylinders. And Austin fucking doing his thing. The epic stare down of my favorite wrestler of all time when I was a kid and your favorite wrestler, Steve Austin, yeah. and them two fucking staring at each other, fucking pissed off. It, it was the most intense stare down. Austin and, or Cena and Orton tried to recreate it, didn't work. Whenever anybody tries to recreate it, doesn't work. Those two spectacles of the sport. And it kind of like the greatest foreshadowing, just like how I said earlier for Undertaker and Sean uh, in 2007, this was great foreshadowing for what we were going to see at WrestleMania. And then you had other factors like Triple H beating the shit out of Austin, so he's got full face of blood. You got fucking, uh, you got Kane eliminating everybody and their grandmother. And you got fucking, uh, basically, the first half of this is a hardcore rumble, which is badass, when Raven brings out a bunch yeah. of shit. And, and it's just, it's a great time. Uh, El Snow, who gets a bowling ball to the testicles? Al Snow did it to Raven. Okay, so it it, it was just... After a, hitting Kane with the bowling bag. Even though it's similar to 2000 and you got some job guys, you got some, uh, you got some, you know, a lot of mid cards, it's not, you had enough heavy hitters in this one because you had Rock and Austin both. Yeah. And you had Triple H interfere. Rikishi was legitimate around this time because of the heel turn. So you'd think, oh, maybe Rikishi wins. And you had Undertaker and Kane. And Kane, by the way, had the performance of a lifetime. Yeah. And and that are they going to work together? They're not. That whole twist at the end, it was good shit. Uh, I really – and Kane being the last guy standing because, like – and Big Show even looked good, beating the shit out of Rock. Yeah. And putting him through the table. Yep. Uh, the, this was just epic on many performance, uh, on many uh, uh, levels. Yeah, that too. And uh, levels, <laughs> levels. And th- this really worked. Another iconic hockey talk man scene in this one. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up because that was uh, this was a special uh, moment. So like, there was a lot of again. We talked earlier about 2004 and the small key moments in in there, right? Not, 2001 had had their fair share. The Hardy Boys, you know, going at it like Axe and Smash did back in 1989. Yeah, it was cool. Those guys taking their shirts off and just going at it. Yeah. Uh, Drew Carey entering the Rumble. Yeah. That, w- that was funny. And all the segments leading up to that was yeah. funny, too. Uh, you had when... Uh, the only Kane... good thing Lowdown's ever done. Yeah. 
<laughs> when Kane uh, cleared everybody, all the hardcore guys out in Honky came out, and he's coming down, his music hit, and he's coming down to the ring, and Jerry, and King's just like, what the hell? He got the Honky song. And then, like, he's, Honky's getting everybody to sing his song, and King's not singing to the words, all he's singing is, it's the Honky Tonk Man, and all that stuff, and he's like, sing along, Jerry, because I can't sing a lick, and then Kane hits him with the guitar. Yeah, they feel like, ah! And, uh, so good. and King's just like, he's a music hater! And then, like, right after that, that's when Rock's music hits, and it's back to serious business, and it was magic. Oh. Uh, How bad did we feel for poor, was it Scotty Duhati? When he came out and he's taking his jacket off, (laughs) when he sees Undertaker and Kane in the ring, he's just like, uh. And Kane's just like, Scotty, you might want to get out of here. (laughs) He's dancing and shit. He's dancing. He's not going to be dancing. And then he goes, no, he didn't dance. He he came out to the ring and he's like, poor Scotty, his hair's standing up. And they were just like, and King's just like, yeah, it's like they're fighting over the last chicken wing. It was so good. Uh-huh. had already been taken out yeah. by Big Snow. He got put through the table. Uh, yeah, Rock goes out surprisingly early. No, I mean, he was still in. He got pulled under the rope. Oh, by, yeah, uh, and then he the- comes back in. Yeah. And then he gets eliminated later when uh, Kane or when him and Austin are tangled in the ropes and the whole deal with Kane. Yeah, and Kane throws him out. But what was funny about that whole sequence is Rock gets taken out, Undertaker and Kane uh, beat up everybody, eliminate everybody. Scotty comes out, the poor bastard, and uh, he gets dominated and thrown over the ropes. Rock starts coming in. But you know he's not in any you know in any kind of shape to to do anything. Then the and then break. Austin's music, yeah. <laughs> the glass breaks, but then Triple H starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And then they're beating the crap out of Rock. And who comes in to save the day at number twenty-eight? The music of the one the of the one Billy Gunn. Yeah. And he comes out and he just starts punching, and it's just like you're looking at that like. There is no way he is going to get the advantage on the Undertaker <laughs> game. Like, what the fuck? Billy Gunn's the guy, baby. Yeah. And then Austin... I told you, in the fight, he should have won. He should have said the one to win. And Clinton called me a dumbass when I said Yeah. Well, Clinton called me a dumbass <laughs> all the time. Uh, but... And then, like, you had the thing, you had Haku enter at number 29, who Haku, by the way, was working for WCW the day before. Meg. Yeah, it, well, as Meg. And then he comes out, and again, uh, King's just like, what the hell? And then, like, your final seven was Rock, Austin, Undertaker, Kane, Rikishi, Haku, and Billy Gunn. And then... Uh, when Austin, or, you know, as King's like, who's going to win it? You know, he names off all the names. He goes, I wonder who's going to win it, Jay. And then Haku gets in goes, well, it ain't going to be Haku. Because Austin eliminated Haku. But it was just like, we talk about how the 1992 Royal Rumble and people talk about how that was one of the best, best called Royal Rumble matches of all time. Yeah. By Gorilla and Bobby. 
This was right up there. This was up there with it because yes. the commentary. And, th- and this is like the prime example of putting those two against each other because th- this is like prime JR and King calling yeah. a rumble together. And this is before the SmackDown shit and they made them share and all that stupid shit. And you got to have it just be JR and King. And th- it was incredible. It was simply incredible. Yeah. And the thing, you know, JR and King together, and I'm not going to count 97 because Vince was there with them. But, like, they got the call together by themselves. They got the call in 1998, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, Royal Rumbles together. And then they weren't able to call another Rumble together until 2009. Because that's when they got put back together for one night. But, yeah, but that was just, that was such a good call of a Royal Rumble match. This is my number one, too. Oh, it's your number one, too? Every, everything we just... Yep. Everything we just said about it, I love. And I, of course, Austin winning it. This is his best Rumble win because he did it with blood and and yeah. getting beat up by Triple H. It just set the tone for their match at the next, next month that, um, what is it, Vengeance? Or, or No Mercy or whatever it was? Uh, No Way Out. No Way Out. So it set that, it set that up, and then it set up um, Rock and Austin tear down at, into uh, WrestleMania 17. So there was a lot of storylines in this Rumble set up for, for the, uh, to, to for the next two months ahead. Yeah. Uh, it was incredible. It, it was like, and mainly, and I think this also is a fond spot, fun, fond memory and spot in my head because this is some of the last of the great Austin stuff. Yeah, because he had that shitty heel run. And, and then, then the injury. Yeah. And then he never really was a... And him and Rocket 19 was fine, but this was the one that was like... Uh, this is when Austin was at. Not, and he already was kind of at the peak for a while, but this was like, to me, his last amazing performance. Right. This, and then I, I love the Three Stages of Hell and uh, No Way Out. Yeah. And I also love the WrestleMania match. And that string that he was on when he really when he was like title obsessed in this period, I I really liked him here. And the blood in his face taking the cane out, the crowd was fucking going haywire. It was amazing. Yeah, again, we talked about so many. Like again, this is and one he's of those, won the most. Yeah, he's won three. I don't even know if anybody's in the rumble tomorrow that can can that can break the record. Sean's not in. Sean's not in. I don't think Batista's in. Uh, no, he's done. Cena? Is there a possibility he comes back? That'd be crazy. Tomorrow? Yeah. That'd be crazy. I, I haven't thought of that. Uh, I mean, technically, if he does make an appearance, technically Hogan. If Hogan makes an appearance tomorrow night, he could break the record. <laughs> But yeah, again, this is another one of those rumbles that has the 
the small iconic moments in it in it too. Exactly. All right, my number one. The 1990 Royal Rumble. Hogan's first win, or Hogan's first Rumble win, had some really cool, iconic moments. Ted DiBiase goes 48 minutes. Uh, demolition, double teams, and uh, eliminates Andre the Giant. 90? Yeah. Uh Double teams and eliminates Andre the Giant. Uh, you know, that's where you start to get the... It, that's when feuds for WrestleMania really start picking up. Uh, including Ted DiBiase and Jake the Snake, the Macho King and the American Dream, Roddy Piper and Bad News, uh, Demolition and the Colossal Connection for the tag titles. Uh Hogan and Warrior, because that's actually where they uh, where they meet up, where they have contact for the first time. To me, this was actually one of the first really good rumbles, and to me, it kind of started a stretch a stretch of them that were just you know really fun to watch. You're cool with a Hogan win at the time, yeah. Uh, with all with all and Chu, yeah. <laughs> what kind of sucking in this Rumble match, and you could tell they were kind of running out of time, was uh, Rick Rude actually jumped the gun. So as soon as Barbarian came out and was out for a little bit, as they were starting the ten second clock, like right before they started it, that's when Rude came out. So he came out like prematurely. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, but other than that, like this, this match was actually pretty. And Shawn Michaels only got twelve seconds. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's my number one because it's one of my first like one of my first favorites. One of your first faves? Yeah. Nice. Good choice. Thank you. This was a fun time, guys. We have been on the phone for two hours. Fuck Let's, you get both. The fu- yep. Let's get the fuck out of here. The Royal Rumble is going to be fun. I can't wait to see you tomorrow, Eric. We're going to cuddle up on the couch and watch it. And uh, it's going to be yep. a great time. Is gonna I, wait. Another stroke. I hope not. That Even though it was hilarious. I don't know if I can do another one of those. But... Uh, <laughs> I, I hope Punk's Cody gonna wins, win. but who knows? This is going to be a damn good rumble. I'm excited, boys. Me too. Exactly. I really enjoyed looking at Bailey's ass, though, over the last few weeks, so I actually can't wait to see it. Hey, watch it. Oh, it's what the girl. hell are you going to do? <laughs> you're, you're 97 pounds, and you're a woman trapped in a man's body. Hey, no, I'm not. Hey. 135. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. That's the part he objects. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> All right, I need help finding Cody's safe song. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we can't leave. We can't leave till we play this. Oh my god, I think I'm having another stroke. <laughs> no way, really. <laughs> no, I was feeling it in the back of my head. Oh my god, oh, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> quick leaning like that. All right. Okay, Doug. Can you find it, Eric? I got it. All right, have a good Ready? one. Ready? Yeah. Yeah, have a good one, guys. You too. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.